All right. Welcome back to the Well-Rounded Wealth Podcast. Patrick, we are doing yet another episode, and we actually just decided what we were going to talk about, and we're going to do kind of a fate versus free will, more philosophical discussion, (laughs) Um, kind of how do we think the world works and our lives work? Is it (laughs) one or the other? Is it a little bit of both? Mm -hmm. Is it neither? Who knows? Who really knows? Yeah. Uh, Patrick, all, uh, we know, actually. Yeah. We have all the answers. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to tell you. Free no. will is a lie. <laughs> we know nothing, but that's why we're here, and that's why we're sharing our journey with you guys and talking about stuff that uh, we think about. So, yeah, totally. And topics that we want to discuss. So, yeah, I think it's definitely a interesting question because, I mean, especially us two, growing up Catholic, like it's always like you have free will, and as like humans, that's like the big differentiator um, between us and other beings within the world. And then like, but there's also fate to that. I don't know, God or some higher being steps in. So who knows? I don't know. What's your perspective on it? And, um, then we can kind of dive into some experiences that tell you one way or the other. Yeah. I have many thoughts and I don't have any (laughs) answers, but A phrase that has always really grabbed my attention, especially, I don't know, recently I've just thought about it more, is like the phrase, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Because it is, it's a great sentiment and a phrase, especially when things don't go your way. Yep. And then you can look back and be like, oh, well, you know what? I'm so glad that happened because now I'm here. Um, And it's a great optimistic way to look at it. But what about, you know, let's say... For instance, the worst happens, um, like, I don't know, you fall down the stairs and you happen to just die. Like, you, you break your neck or something. Like, uh, like someone like, happened well, everything for, happens happened for, for a reason. reason. <laughs> there you go. You <laughs> Thank God I died. <laughs> yeah, you just weren't meant to be. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, it doesn't all, or like, if any, like, tragedies or devastations happen, it's like, well, like, does that still apply? Yeah. Maybe if you like really go long run, well, it's like, well, you know, if that didn't happen, maybe something even worse would have happened later. Yeah. Stuff like that. I think there's always like a what if, and especially in like traumatic cases. I mean, I think that's, that could be a cause for just like fate because I think like the free will portion of it is making conscious decision to direct where you want to go. So, it's not necessarily I'm waiting for just something to happen. It's like, Oh, I want to go do this. And this is the steps I need to take to go do that. So let's just start going that way. And then obviously like in anything you do, like there's a component of your effort, other people along the way, and then just luck. Like there are like, I don't, or at least my perception is If you want to get from A to B, like most of the time, there is something that is going to come in and be like, wow, that's helpful. But um, I guess it's putting yourself on the path towards that, that you may perceive it as luck, but that's a byproduct of your free will. So, Yeah, I definitely agree with that i do believe in the concept of luck i just don't believe it's something that should be relied on oh yeah Yeah. um you know sometimes you do get lucky and i 
definitely don't think it's a fate thing either that some people are going to get lucky and some people aren't. I think there's just some things that you just can't fully calculate, but I also don't know if it's any predestined scenarios because I don't believe anyone's destined for ultimate failure yeah. or, or for anything like that. I think, I think when we do fail in our lives, that's kind of where we really hit our crossroads. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can really F up, make a huge mistake. And I mean, everyone says this, it's, I've heard a million times from real people, from movies, but it's like how you choose to come back from your mistakes. Yeah. Because you can't believe that you're destined to always fuck up, to always fail. Because if you do, then you just always are. And I don't think anyone is destined for that. Yeah. And I think going back to like everything happens for a reason, it's very grounding. It. I definitely use that and another phrase like that's been grounding for me and just in terms of where you are like in life. But those things happen for a reason and then it is your actions following whatever that event was that ultimately will determine like the next stage in your path. So, yeah, well let's use an example of this. So, Let's do something really basic. Like, you and I never even played basketball. But let's say you try out for the the high school basketball team, right? Yep. And you don't make the tryouts, you don't make the team, and you love basketball. You've been playing your whole life. It's what you wanted to do in high school was play on the varsity basketball team. Yeah. And you go to the tryouts, and you don't get in. So I feel like usually advice that you'll get from parents and colleagues, and it is good advice, it's like, because you are – if you really wanted it and you didn't get that, it's going to, it's pretty crushing. Yeah. You know, like, cause in a way that's your dream, you know? Mm -hmm. So you don't get it. So you get the advice, like, look, you're going to be okay. There's going to be other opportunities. Like, don't look at this as a closed door. Look at it as an opportunity to open more doors and all that stuff. And like, I'm agreeing that that's good advice, Yeah. but I don't know if you were, destined to not make the basketball team yeah i mean it could just be and usually is a a time of circumstance like we grew up and we went to a very competitive high school where everyone there was a lot of good athletes like but you could have made the basketball team at another school i think the the great thing about like a negative situation is the doors that it does open. So this kid, Jimmy, whatever we call him, um, he didn't make the basketball team, but what else, if he still loves basketball, can he do surrounding it? Film, announcing, refing, coaching, and maybe he finds his passion or something that he really likes as the byproduct of one, wanting to be around a basketball team and two, just seeing where he fits in in that scene. So. Yeah. And let's, okay, let's get a little more personal with it too. Okay. Instead of just using like Jimmy, Jimmy. didn't make the basketball team. <laughs> Jimmy, I'm sorry. You just yeah. weren't good enough. <laughs> but like, let's use some, um, okay. College, yeah. like applying to schools. So I wanted to major in film going mm-hmm. into college and I applied 
to the only other film school I applied to was USC Film School. Yeah. Got into the main school. Uh, no, 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 sorry. Um, what the hell? It's Florida State. I okay. applied to their film school. Got, got in regularly, like to FSU, but didn't get into their film program. school, their yeah. film program. Okay. USC, uh, Southern California. They have the best in the country. I didn't even apply to their film program. Nope. I just applied to their business school regularly. Okay. And I got into that. Gotcha. And. And then I gave me a choice, and then I went and checked it out. And it was a huge choice because, like, okay, I got into USC, which has the best film program. I didn't get into that film program. I just got yeah. into the regular school. And then there was Elon University, which I obviously ended up going to, people that know me, where I would be able to major in film. So that was yep. the big dilemma. There's also financials and pricing and stuff like that. Yeah. But and the core of it yeah. was. So I had a huge choice, and whichever I chose would have really changed yeah. The next four years of my life, very much so. Mm-hmm. I chose Elon. Yeah. And looking back, I don't regret it at all. Yeah. Because I did really fun things, formed so many awesome friendships, and had a great experience at Elon. Yep. But I don't think, I think if I chose differently, if I went to USC, I could have just been on a completely different path. And I think if I did choose USC, I think I would look back at it the same way as I look back at choosing Elon. Yeah, exactly. I'm so, this choice put me on the path I'm on, and I'm glad I'm on it. Yeah. I I mean, I I think you would have been, or there's a very high chance that you would have been a completely different person than you were as Jack that went to Elon. Yeah, Um, I would have. Because there's a very higher, there's a much higher likelihood that you would have been moving out to LA, that you would have gotten like a direct job or something like that that was more directed for that route but i I probably would have stayed out there just with the network that that creates yeah yeah, exactly so i mean there's like positives there are pros and cons to every decision um i think one way and and one thing i've like as a principal of mine um i have seven that i just am trying to stick by it's like seeing the beauty in every situation because it's so easy to attach to the negative part of anything like break up or like lose your job or don't have a job or um, fail a class or or something that just goes wrong but being able to ground yourself to something and look beyond the the direct moment in front of you and try and see like what other doors does this open as a cause of this? So I think it's, it's, it's a challenging way, but it's helped me to slow down and be like, what else is out there? Yeah. Yeah. I guess the more I'm talking, the more of this, I guess we're probably going to title it like fate versus free will or something along those lines. I don't really believe in fate and destiny as much as I used to. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's, you are always going to end up here. Mm-hmm. Like whatever the end is, I don't think, I think that's so up in the air. It, it's something that's not tangible to us. Like sure. A transient being could be playing chess with us, but uh, I mean, we consciously do not have that perception or ability to perceive or like know that. Yeah. We just don't. Like, there's no way. I mean, maybe some people do and, kudos to you because that'd be sick 
actually that would kind of suck because then you know exactly where you're gonna be and i don't know i think that's part of life it just there's excitement and there's uncertainty and there's excitement in uncertainty which i think is enjoyable um and that's a completely different way of how i used to think because i mean as you knew me growing up i was like all right i had a plan for this for the next four years next three years and then i hit the investment banking and kind of start the podcast and i'm like shit i have no clue where the hell i'm going yeah so i mean that was kind of my if you want to call it fate versus free will moment where i'm like well this just put a just put a rock in my plan and kind of burned it up and now it's completely open so who knows where it's gonna go yeah so but do you think you were always gonna make that choice do you think all paths were leading to you making that choice or do you think you upon your own free will made a decision that changed the did you consciously change that trajectory of your life or do you think you were always gonna have that realization and you were always gonna make that change i had the choice to change yeah so everything that brought me to that moment which was like January of 2023 um, where I was going through like relationship change, going into a job, like wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. And then I heard, heard something that just completely like broke me down. And it was the decision between, do I want to be working my life in a, in a cubicle or do I want to open my horizon and go beyond the track that I set for myself? And I, it was still a good track, just like it was going to be a harder one. And I could have chose that based on like if I thought it was risky or whatever. But I chose to go the different path. So I think everything that I've had experience with and like being able to reflect back on it has been a choice and a lot of times it's the harder choice that could potentially lead to um i guess more benefits in the future yeah yeah that's that's just how that's how i guess i look at the world yeah so i guess we are kind of in agreement yeah because i also like another phrase like it just wasn't meant to be yeah i don't know i don't know like like, sure, you could tell Jimmy, who didn't make the basketball team, make a feel like, hey, it just wasn't it's not part of the plan, Jimbo. Yeah. Like, it wasn't meant to be, man. When yeah. the truth is, it's like, no, Jimmy, like, people were better than you, and you were off your game, and you didn't perform as well as the other players. Yeah. You could have done it if you worked harder and practiced for hours longer, but you didn't. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> a hard one, because All right. who knows, little Jimbo, right. <laughs> he could have been, he could have been a, 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 like, a very... He could have been a midget and just had a dream to play, <laughs> play basketball okay. against yeah, a bunch of six-foot guys. He could have, like, too. And I guess you could say, like, it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, I, I think that, like, that comes down to circumstance. Like, yeah, that also comes down to circumstance, too. But I, I would say, like, normal person, like, you or I. So I, I've definitely, like, that was kind of my why with running the Iron Man. It's like, like, when your mind and body are connected, your possibilities are limitless. I still truly believe that it, for some people, it will just come more naturally. So it depends on, do you want to spend the time to overcome the natural barriers of talent or, and exceed that with skill and whatever you do? Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a component of 
like your biology and your skills, your natural skills, your natural talents. Like, so there are some things you just have. Like, if you and I were to race right now, yeah, there is, it would not (laughs) be meant for me to beat you in like a 10 mile distance run. You're going to win. Like, and there's right now, there's nothing I can do to change that outcome. Yeah. Cause you've, You've been training like crazy. You ran Ironman a couple months ago. I have not been training like crazy. (laughs) Now, if there was a date like in three years, then then I have a little more control. I could start running every single day and changing everything about me to catch up to you and maybe possibly beat you. Now, if you do the exact same thing and we're both working that hard every day towards that date, then you're already ahead of me. But you know what I'm saying? Like, there are things that are in your control and like, let's just say, let's just say you didn't up your train and stuff. And I had like six, eight to 12 months to train really hard yeah. and I barely didn't beat you. And then, you know, Oh, it's okay, Jack. It just wasn't meant to be. Yeah. It's like, actually, no, I, I took like two weeks off training that day. And you yeah. know, it's like, actually, if I put in more work, I could have done it. Uh-huh. Like, I did have something in my ability yeah. to do. Yeah. And I mean, I think my perception on that, because like competing in these things, like and being competitive in that way, like when you start going like you versus another person or something, or comparing yourself to someone else, that's when it can just take your progress away because that, because yeah, of that true. natural ability. Like you're so much, you have like a way better natural ability of just communicating with people than I do. And I feel like you're just like a much better public speaker than I am. And like you said, if we both keep working on that, like for the next three years, you're already ahead. So you're going to be ahead. So right. There's no point in saying like me versus Jack. Am I doing better? It's like you versus you a week ago or you versus you a month ago. And as someone who's competitive or anyone who's a striver, who's listening that's difficult. Like I get it because you can only look inside you to see like, it, am I doing better than where I was before? Yeah. So, and that comes down to how much effort you're putting in versus yourself. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with the notion that comparison should not be the motive, a motivator mm-hmm. as much as kind of just of you versus you mentality. Yeah. It was just more of also kind of a hypothetical for the, example of a me versus you of like what's predestined what's free will Mm -hmm. and things like that because i just i don't know just that there's a the idea there's a big plan for the world and that everyone no matter what we do we end up at the same place i was like okay what about the people who spend their whole lives suffering and david goggins (laughs) yeah but even in a different way like in a they are weak and they're in situations where there is yeah. nothing they can do to get strong. Like, I'm, I'm being around a bunch of actual scenarios, but just yeah. when you're in conditions that are inhumane, like tragedies, destruction, that were completely out of your control, I just don't, I don't like the notion that that's all part of a big plan. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I also love the quote, like, control the factors you can so there's no point in worrying about that stuff if you can't like a tsunami or whatever like you're not you're not ang 
Yeah. <laughs> Not going to be able to water bend or something like that. But, um, but yeah, like in terms of the fate component of that, I, I agree. Like, I don't think someone's like, oh, okay, like, sorry, East Asians. Like, you're just in a very tsunami prone place. <laughs> like, see ya. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think there's it's just also all just, part of the plan, yeah. you know? It's, <laughs> it wasn't wave. meant to be. You just see a wave coming at you. Part of the plan. I'll <laughs> <laughs> part part be okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's just well, like also like imagine like imagine the worst like a, a scenario like a parent like loses their kid, yeah. you know, or something like that, or like something that everyone deals with at some point, cancer. Like imagine someone wants to comfort you as like, hey, it's part it's of the all plan. part of the plan, right? It just wasn't meant to be. <laughs> you just, You'd be like, you just, "Fuck you!" Yeah, <laughs> like, like, like that's that. I would lose my shit if someone yeah. said that to me. Like it's all it's very circumstantial. I feel like when you use those mm-hmm. phrases. Yeah, I think cancer patients and people that go through cancer are, are some of the best people to look at in this case because they just get that time stopping like this is a very deadly disease and now you have this much time predicted left to live. Yeah. Having so, a expiration date is a crazy concept to me. Yeah. And that's I've, something that really changes your whole world. Yeah. I mean, I've, I mean, I've done like reading and thinking on that. Cause I know that's one of the episodes we're going to do eventually is an episode on death. Yeah, and we've been talking about doing that for a while. At the end of the day, we're all going to the same place. So whatever that may be. So the period between when you're born and when you're dead, it just like your life just is. Like that is your life. And what are you what do you want to do with it? So like at the end of the day, nothing really matters like you can leave a legacy behind but for you that isn't going to like at that point you will have no more choice that is our ultimate fate is that we are going to die yeah so in the interim between when we have conscious free will that is where we have the opportunity to make choice until the day the grim reaper comes and says this is fate I don't know. I, I kind of just came up with that, but yeah. I'm kind of liking that way, that way of looking at no, it. No, I like that a lot because I think, I think that's a really healthy way to focus on it. And also, whatever control I feel like someone does have in their lives, and there are some people who are going through the worst imaginable things and have zero control yeah. over any situations that they're in. So also, for anyone that does, like, grab that control and take every advantage you have of it yeah you, exactly. you have to like mm-hmm. you have to like i can't accept that you know it's just kind of like going through the motions or like or if like there's something you want and you're just like oh it's just not in the cards it'll, you know it wasn't come. meant to be it's like well at least ch- you know chase after something yeah i i think that that is one of the, the phrases i i hate is like it, if you want it, it'll come, like, or something like that, like, like, or it'll happen one day. It's like, no, it won't. Yeah. No, like, some people have some crazy goals. Like, yeah. if I called you tomorrow and I was like, you know what, Patrick? Like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna build my own rocket and go to space. <laughs> I'm doing it. This is. 
I'm taking control of my life and I'm going to build my own rocket or whatever it takes and use whatever resources I have. Like, you'd be like, dude, what? (laughs) (laughs) You'd be like, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I mean, okay, yeah, let's actually get into it because I was also like, well, if I really wanted to do it. If you told me, like, you would jump off a bridge if you couldn't build a rocket and go to space, I'd be like, all right, well, looks like you got to build a rocket. (laughs) So, yeah, there's a path. Like, there is a path to get there. And I think that's something that's so great about the age that we're in. It's like, there's a lot of shit that's been done before. Yeah. So you can look and be like, oh, like, that guy did it this way. So let's either talk to him about how he did it or, like, just get going. Just get yeah. started. And I think that's uh, that's a hump that a lot of people <laughs> don't get over um, because of risk and their risk tolerance. And that differs for everyone because some people don't want to come to the conclusion that, okay, if everything goes wrong, I could end up on the side of the road kind of thing. Yeah. But if everything goes right, I could be exactly where I want to be. Um, but for you, yeah, with the with the steps in the plan, like, okay, get your ass back to school and, like, work, like start reading a bunch of stuff, start listening yeah. to a bunch of – I don't even know where to start on that, but like, yeah, now I'm actually like thinking in my head right now, I'm not going to do it, but I'm like, what, what could I do to build a rocket? Like now I, you know what I mean? Like put a firework on a paper airplane. Well, yeah, but like if I actually wanted to do it, cause like, I'm like, well, okay. If I do a job where I can make a certain amount of money to apply to a graduate program, get into said graduate program, like study engineering, aerospace dynamics, and then also like study business enough, network enough, meet the right people, acquire the right resources, start a company like like Elon started SpaceX. Yeah. And then all of a sudden one day I have my own rocket. Like I don't want to do that at all. So I'm yeah. fucking not but the more I was thinking, I was like, well maybe if I I mean, there's so many variables. Yeah. There's a there's a ton of variables that come in that aren't that you don't have control of. So it's like the risk, like risk and like a subcategory of risk would be like reasonability or um, reasoning. And then also your return on the time input of some goal or something you want to do. Yeah. At this stage in my life. Yeah. If I want to do it since I was young and in high school and then Maybe it'd be a little more possible. Well, and I'm not saying it's, yeah. it would be impossible now, but like at this stage, yeah, the like a uh, risk. I mean, it might fu- function like I can't even talk right now. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. This I mean, is a, this is a lot to think about. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting in to thirty go years, could, Jack may be on a rocket Jack ship. Build a rocket. <laughs> um, but I, I like to think of it just in terms of like breaking down, like business wise, it's like and I'm sure someone has an equation out there for this. It's like, okay, whatever your factor is for risk times the output that you would get from it. It's cost benefit. Yeah, sure. Times the, um, where is it going? Sorry, I interrupted. (laughs) No, you're good. Yeah. It's a risk. Like the, the cost benefit you get out of it times 
your opportunity costs. Oh what, yeah. What else you can yeah, do? Yeah, true, true. So like the opportunity cost is an interesting thing, which is which up. is huge. Like, cause and that was one thing I with like my transition, like with banking, like I sure I could have banked, and like the whole reason I was going kind of into banking was like bank money for like two, three, five years, whatever. But what what was I missing out on working eighty hours a week to hundred hours a week in those five years? And that was an opportunity cost that I wasn't I wasn't gonna give up. I like that was my choice. So um, that I guess is a pretty simple equation you can kind of just think about. And I'm sure that someone's got a metric out there we can look it up. But um, to kind of analyze your choice at the end of the day, if you want to go to space <laughs> yeah so. my opportunity costs would be crazy yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and there is like there's a total percentage of failure too yeah yeah risks like like the category of risk i hope people don't actually think i like have a secret desire to build a rocket go well i mean who <laughs> you know what i'd like i'd like for someone to just build the rocket for me and i just get to go to space exactly that'd be great yep <laughs> It, it would be great. I don't care about rockets or have a passion for them. Yeah. Like going to space would be awesome. Going to space would be awesome. That would be really cool. You can buy space tickets, trips to space now. Yeah. Wait, already? Like, mm-hmm. what, it's like I mean, pre-order? It's, like, you yeah, can't, I mean, can't go kinda, tomorrow. No. <laughs> you cannot go tomorrow. <laughs> but, like, you can do it. I've heard that they've been planning that. Well, did you see well, I mean, the... Um, um, Musk went to... Or uh, Bezos. He went to space. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's right. And his... The Bezos rocket. Yeah. <laughs> I saw SpaceX did their presentation a couple of years ago. And they were showing, like, doing travel, like, like Earth travel by rockets, like shuttles instead of planes. So, like, you could fly out of Charlotte and land in, like, Japan in, like, 30 minutes because you're taking the rocket to space and oh, going crap. back. It, like, cuts the time of, like, air Oh, fare, it, it, like, cuts air the, travel. it cuts gravity. Yeah. That would be sick. So it will like make it so fast to go anywhere in the world. It would also be freaking expensive. <laughs> yeah, it'll be super expensive. But imagine if down the line, I don't know how much they're thinking yeah. about the economics of it all, but imagine if the resources for it become more and more plentiful, that it does become more affordable, like flights have. Think about when airplanes first started. Like oh, There's yeah. no way everyone could afford that. No. Until the resources built up and then more and more airports were built. Like, oh, okay, this is actually a thing that a lot of us could do. What if, like, in 30 years, airplanes aren't even around anymore and we just do rockets instead? Like, you go to, to, like, the spaceport instead of the airport. Maybe I should, instead of getting my pilot's license, get my rocket license. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I feel like that could actually be a possibility. It sounds crazy, but I bet in 1915, if you said one day there's going to be airports where everyone's taking airplanes around they'd be like that's freaking insane yeah everyone's flying yeah no i totally agree um i think yeah that's just evolution and i think we can't foresee that as fast as change comes yeah like you can't take, foresee take it. ai for example everyone's like oh ai like that's a no way robots gonna be dude we're, we're hitting all of it today and i love it yeah, let's get into ai <laughs> <laughs> we have done quite a rockets ai ai driving rocket ships <laughs> like, yeah. yeah i mean i 
I, I've already seen some crazy stuff with AI that I have too. Like I'm sure it's going to, it'll take off. There's, I told, I told you about this and it's already really good. And it's just a free beta application that Adobe has. And it's literally called Adobe podcast. So for one of our episodes, it was the one where it was episode four, Clayton guest star. Yep. And we changed up recording from the studio. And I heard about this Adobe podcast thing where you can just put the, put the file, the MP3, the wave into the program, into the software. And it will literally edit the sound for you and make it sound like you're in a professional studio. Even if you're outside, wind is blowing, cars are honking. It will literally get rid of all of it. Did you use that for the, um, the Mont Blanc? I did not. And the reason I didn't was because I thought it was actually pretty cool that we were outside and there were like birds chirping for some ambiance. I was like, I kind of want to keep that. Like that actually sounds cool. So I kept it, but I did think about putting it, putting it in there. But also in the video we took, we're outside. It's like, I want to kind of want to keep it. It adds some atmosphere. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. So I kept that. was a cool studio. (laughs) But yeah, dude, like, it's crazy to me. So I put it in, and the only thing that, the reason I didn't use it, honestly, was because whenever we'd laugh or, like, it'd get loud, it would, it would, like, get all glitchy. Like, it it would literally warp our laughs and stuff and almost cut out because it, I guess the AI was like, I don't know what to do with this. So, <laughs> so it just, so it's not quite there yet. But I'm like, dude, in a year or so, it's going to be. Yeah. And they're going to charge that. And then every professional sound designer is going to be like, well, there goes my, my use. Yeah. yeah. There goes my entire value yeah. to, that I'm adding to this production. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, I read an article um, on this and, and how AI will change like the workforce. And everyone thought it was going to be like, all right, robots are going to be building our homes and stuff like that. But no. it's it's coming from the white collar yeah. jobs first. Totally. Like, so if you, I think it's valuable to know how to use AI to optimize whatever you're doing. But you also have to have some skill that separates you from something that AI can just do. Yeah. Like, and that's scary because it can do a lot. And a lot faster than us. <laughs> a ton, dude. A ton. Yeah. Like we're getting to a place where I don't I don't straight up use the AI for stuff yet, but I'll ask it questions. Oh, yeah. Questions were great. Like for a sales interview I was prepping for, I literally went to the chat GBT and I was like, Hey, um, give me a basic rundown on um, insurance policies, specifically casualty and homeowners and it perfectly explained it to me yeah there it is right there it's so good it was such a great resource to use for that it's like to obtain knowledge it's fantastic Mm -hmm. but then it could also be like hey ai like write a cover letter for me for this company yeah i gave it a try and i i didn't really i didn't use it Mm -hmm. just because i don't know i like cover letters being a little more personal yeah at least slightly more but like but still like what I did do was like, oh, okay, I like the phrasing. I like the vocabulary that you're using here. I'll copy and paste these couple sentences, replace the template that I have, yeah. and do that. So, yeah, it's been such a good resource. And, like, I even – here's something really interesting I did. I said, I said, what are typical sales insurance questions that one may be asked in a sales position job interview? Yeah. And it gave me a list of, like, 10. And then I said, answer these questions for me. And it answered the questions for me. <laughs> and I was like, this is great. And now? This is such a good resource. But yeah. I'm also like, one day, 
the AI is going to be able to get that job. Yeah. Because it's more prepped than I am. It's already ready. It knows everything it needs to know. Yep. So I guess I, I have two ways I, I kind of want to ask you about this. Yeah. Especially coming back to the free will versus um, fate. Yeah. We now have, I think one of Microsoft's um, developers came out and was like, yeah, this stuff is scary. Like, I would not keep going with it. And do we make the free will or the choice to use it in those kind of situations when we know other people are using it for their advantage, even if it's, like, not necessarily right or ethical or something like that? I think that 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 was one of the reasons I was a little slower to adapt, adopt it. I I did not touch any AI until a couple months ago. Yeah. And but it was no no like a month ago, Jul- July, like when we got back from Europe was the first time I ever opened it. Mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, well, what if you just ask it questions? I don't think it's yeah. bad to use it. I do think it's how ethical or unethical it may be is for more down the line stuff. Yeah. I think an individual asking, using the resource that they have to obtain knowledge, mm. that's pretty similar to using Google to look something yeah. up yeah. there. Like baseline the for thing. what we're using chat GPT for now. Now there are some people that are like, write this essay for me. Like that's, that's yeah, that's yeah. more, that's where it gets, going. that's where you start kind of drawing the lines whether or not it's ethical or unethical yeah if it's a class assignment for a class you don't care about then whatever the teacher's but sure i didn't do, i never i just the only reason i probably didn't do it was because i didn't even have the opportunity to do it because yeah. i didn't hear about it until second semester of this year and i have one class and i didn't have any papers so i didn't even need it yeah like the opportunity never presented itself mm-hmm. if it did i feel like there's a chance i could have done it now if you're using it to write a research paper that you want to be published as your own work or cite sources that you don't even know no, if you use or not. Cause you have the AI write the research paper and then you need like a minimum of like 10 sources. So you're just like, Oh, let me just look at a bunch of random sources. Yeah. <laughs> like then that's incredibly unethical. The second you publish work that you present as your own, I think that's incredibly unethical. Yeah. And dude, I feel like the, the percentage of bullshitters in our society is already so high. Everyone's a bullshitter. Well, I, <laughs> well I, I, not everyone, but like even in certain scenarios, I am. Now, yeah. if people are like, can tell AI to do things for them that they can present as their own, there's AI that my sister, I think it was my sister, someone was telling me about. You can have it be like, make a PowerPoint presentation oh, yeah. of this topic, and there you go. And then the next day at work, you can, you know, run a meeting and throw the PowerPoint and everyone just assumes you made it yourself and found all these facts yourself, but you just chat GPT. Well, what have been maybe an hour or two of work you, you did in tens, you typed one sentence and then you got your PowerPoint. Yeah. There's like, what's your point? Why are you getting paid? Well, I think it's, I mean, I think that's fine because if you can, I think it's fine. But from an employer perspective, you'd be like, Oh, "Oh, why am I paying this guy? Yeah. If the employer can figure it out, yeah. Then you're all screwed. Yeah. <laughs> because the point of any employer hiring employees is to take time off of their own hands. Yep. Or for someone to do tasks that they are not able to do. For example, if you grow a company that gets huge and you need an IT department, you don't know shit about coding, then you hire someone to do that job and pay them a good amount of money because 
they have skills that you need. But here's here's an interesting thought. So now, what if you use it to improve your quality of life? So like I had mm-hmm. a friend I knew that worked at a, a real estate company that we had we had gone to like a, a baseball game and it was <laughs> I think it was it was like 1030 or something like that. She's like, oh, I got to go back to the office. And I was like, what the hell are you doing? Like you just went out, had a drink and now you got to go back to the office to work like 1030 p.m. So like what if you can improve the equality, your quality of life through it by reducing the amount of time you have to spend on something? So, so yeah, that, I think that's great because yeah. time is something – we talked about this, I'm sure, in previous episodes. Time is incredibly valuable, incredibly, incredibly, incredibly valuable. Like most people who are super rich, like I, when you read interviews with like billionaires, I think Bezos said it. He's like, my time is infinitely more valuable than currency Oh yeah, to me. Because oh, he has all the money in the world. Because he has limited of it. Yeah. yeah. Time is limited. His money is practically unlimited. Yeah. So I, those are probably two of the most valuable things to us individually, time and money. I can't – I mean, relationships think, and stuff, but, like, you know what I'm like, saying. Yeah, seeing it as a uh, a resource. Yeah. yeah. As far as resource resources go, I think time and money are our two most valuable I think that's a really interesting discussion that we, we could have a whole other episode about because – I've listened to a bunch of, of like billionaires and read a bunch of their books and it's like beyond the point or I think taking a step back is that when our parents and our and the generation before us grew up, they had to go back and have time or have money as a as a staple for living. Mm-hmm. Because it used to be like, oh, I'll trade you this good for that good. So like way, way, yeah, bartering, like way back in the day. Or uh-huh. like, I'll trade you this good for building your house or something like that. Yeah. Then people started creating the currency. So you needed money in order to get the stuff that you needed to live. Yeah. So that was like our, our parents' generation saw that from their parents' generation. They're like, we have to, we need to have security through money so that we can live. Well, dude, not our grandparents. Yeah, I mean, uh, dude, currency's been around for. Well, you know, I, I know, I know, I know, currency's been around forever. But I'm saying, like, quality of life wise. Okay. Like they, you needed it to get food, to have a house, to have like that sort of thing. Okay, okay, I get what you're saying. Because you, you can no longer be like, hey, I'll trade you my skill or that I have, you know, for your vegetables or something like whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, community under the table things you can. What do you mean? Like, um, you know, if you're really close to somebody, like, in the community. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, like, you can volunteer someone on weekends, and they're like, oh, like, this guy's always volunteering at, like, I don't know, our community theater or whatever. You can have free tickets to the show. You're helping us all the time. There's the barter. They're not yeah, paying yeah. you. But like, I'm talking about, like, living, like, existing. So, okay. like, food, shelter, like, like water. Like oh, that, okay. Th- those basic so, necessities. Oh, so you're breaking down the two most important resources. Yeah, like that time, I said. time, okay. and and money. Yeah, I guess so, money equals the survival resources. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then time is your your time becomes your discretionary. Yeah. Resource. Mm-hmm. So I think like reading all those those books of billionaires and millionaires or people who at this point in their life they just don't care about money. It's like 
okay, they have a wildly different perspective on life and time in general. Yeah. So it's their their perspective is okay. I have and can have anything I want. So that portion of it is unlimited. So now with my thing that is infinitely more limited, which is time, what do I want to allocate that towards? Right. Which I it's hard because you do need money to do certain things, but I think I've tried to switch my perspective on money and time that way of scheduling time to do stuff that I want as opposed to like always scheduling time to work for money. So, but I think, I think we can dive way deeper in that. Yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying with that. And I agree with what you're saying with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so where were we? I don't know. <laughs> we, we've gone we really, with this one. But. Oh, dude, I want to talk about AI more. I have more things to say. Hang on. So Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, well, like, dude, I just, like, I think it's going to get so bad soon. Like, that's, I hate to be, like, morbid in an episode, but it's going to create a ton of problems soon. It's great. Like, it's, like, any tool ever, right? Like, You can, like a hammer, you can use it to build a house. You can use it to destroy a house. You know, it's tools are tools. But AI is a really powerful tool that can do a lot of jobs that human beings used to only be be able to do. Yeah. And that's scary because, honestly, the way a lot of CEOs think and the way that they structure their businesses and their, like, their companies when they're choosing who to hire is okay. What resources do I need to allocate to certain places in order to do jobs that need to be done efficiently? And they're making sure that the only reason they're hiring people is because, one, it takes time off their own hands, like so there's a time aspect, and because overall it's generating a needed requirement for the company's profit. Oh, yeah. I can tell you as a, as a business owner now, like, before looking to hire an employee, I'm looking for a virtual assistant or can I automate something with AI? Right. 100%. Because it's a cheaper option. Yeah. 100%. So cheaper this, and more accessible and more reliable. Yeah. So like, the second AI is at a point where they're going to be able to do all of the research on proper marketing strategies and do their own analysis and comparisons and literally give you great strategies of how to market something then a lot of employers or business owners are going to choose that over hiring people. Mm-hmm. See, th- this is an interesting conversation I, I had with my mom, actually. Um, I think I know where you're going to take it, because I also had a devil's advocate, but go ahead. So I was talking to her, and I told her that every this world would be a better place if everyone understood probability. And she brought up a very good point, a counterpoint to that. Mm-hmm. It's... Because, like, if everyone understood probability or, or AI based everything off of probability, everyone would do the reasonable thing. But it's it's the people that do the unreasonable thing that create innovation. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, that's a very good point. Um, because it's, it's like, um, take Elon Musk, for example. Like, he, he got the unreasonable thing was, okay, 
I'm going to build electric cars and I'm going to get the government to pay for it. I'm not going to pay for it at all. Like statistically that math probably did not work out. So like what, we just wouldn't have Tesla nowadays, but he did the unreasonable or unprobable thing that led to new innovation. So I think, I think that was a very good point. And that's hard because like I, as as an owner or like a company, I would want someone who's a stealth starter who's innovative. But right now, I don't. I I mean, I haven't seen AI's capability to do that. But I don't know. That would be scary if it could. <laughs> yeah, where I think that AI will not be able to replace us is in that improbable creativity that we have the ability to produce. So back to my marketing example where I said, why stick with employees when the AI can come up with the perfect algorithms of marketing strategies and know how to reach the most people the quickest and things like that. You know what marketing strategies tend to work the best are the creative ones, the ones that are really outside of the box, that implement new ideas completely into their strategies. I'm trying to think of an example right now for a brilliant marketing strategy. I would take a uh, prime. Like look at, I don't know if I'm the biggest fan of like Logan Paul's or whatever, but like their energy drink. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, I was watching a video on this. So they had a, um, they had a prime release in some European country yeah. and they told their entire audience throw empty prime bottles at us. Like basically, emulating that their audience hates them or hates prime so their audience did it there's a bunch of pictures all the news media was like oh my god like all the fans hate prime like and then they come out a week later and they're like ha we purposely did that to attract a bunch of negative attention so that it would absolutely explode right i was like that was freaking genius like it is really smart and if if logan paul is it logan or jake that runs prime uh, both of them logan and ksi Okay, so if they decided to have their entire marketing team be just an AI that gave an algorithm, like here, algorithm, sorry, music people listening, um, to come up with their strategy, I don't think, at least right now, that an AI would have been like, hey, what if you like had a bunch of people throw your product at you? Yeah. I, I, the idea of an AI being able to be that creative to do absurd out-of-the-box things i i just don't even i can't even conceive of getting that smart to get there but maybe one day it will Uh, but i think that is way down the line where it's going to be able to do things like that i think all ai can really do is take what works and capitalize on that i don't know how much it can innovate and be like what's never been done before yeah i think i think like i was watching a video on this like there's that i think i sent you the sophia um yeah bot, yeah that's a crazy which YouTube is video. Was just like that what, one what youtuber was that um i'm blanking I don't gotcha. but look up sophia ai for anyone listening and it was like and the bachelorette right no that was the premise. I, would, I would just look at yeah it was like a dating show but look at the actual like the developers who did it because they take obviously all the information on the internet that has been learned and previously learned. And then there, this Sophia AI bot can take and process 
human like emotion and reactions. Yeah. Which I was, I thought that was, I was like, damn, like, like it knew if someone was like sad or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little scary. It's definitely scary. But even at least now, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying at least for a while, like I've seen Sophia, the Sophia AI is what this is. Just people keep people in the loop. And I, it's not at the ability where I think Sophia could come up with creative ideas like, for example, yeah. of, like, Logan Paul and KSI thinking of that publicity stunt. Mm-hmm. I don't think Sophia could do that, based on what I've seen of Sophia. Yeah. It's so impressive and scary, and it is incredibly advanced. Yeah. It, it can't be innovative yet. Yeah. Not going well. I mean, seriously. Because <laughs> yeah. that's where, that's where I stuff get Stuff changes concerned. drastically. That's where stuff changes. But also, just in general, I also think... Wouldn't it be kind of a boring life if even if you did, if, like in the realm of business, that's what you want to do. Yeah. You start a business and yeah, you do all your calculations correctly and pick AI over every job that AI would be better suited for because it's a cheaper option and yada, yada, yada. Well, like, okay. And your company gets huge. You become a millionaire, super successful. You're, you're set for life. I don't know. I feel like it'd be boring just to have a company with no one around. Or if a lot, very few people around, human interaction and in a day to day, I think, is so important. Yeah, and that that's another perspective change I've I've had. It's like when, like when you're building a business, there's this idea in mind to like make it profitable, and in that, like every business advisor will tell you, okay, either increase revenue or cut cost. And like AI would be a cut cost mm-hmm. and potentially increase revenue because efficiency is greater. Right. But you lose culture. Like you lose a brand and you lose a, um, you lose an emotional component of what your company stands for, which I think is just as important as what your company provides. Cause I mean, there's plenty of examples of business A and business B do the same thing, but business B has better people in it. So I want to choose business B because I actually want to work with the people. Like there's plenty of times you've called a company and it's like, hello, I need your number or whatever the heck it is. Right. Like you're talking to a bot and you're like, God damn it. You'd rather have more personable yeah. customer service. Yeah. yeah. So I think that'll shift. And I don't know, one day it might just be AI running everything and we're kind of just living. So, I, I hope it doesn't go there. Here's who, here's who I think are screwed. Let's do. <laughs> yeah. that, could, that could be a portion of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> People Jack thinks are screwed. <laughs> um, Everyone not on my rocket ship that I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, analysts. Yeah. I think they're screwed. Any Anything that focuses on stats... Yep. or anything like that i think that's might be first because yeah. that it already is ai can kind of already do that i i can already tell you it is first <laughs> like it's going yeah 100 yeah, percent. like which sucks because that you worked really hard to get there yeah. being an analyst is not easy that is a lot of hours that is a lot of brain work a lot of problem solving and i feel like I mean, some people might be super passionate about it, but I feel like a big reason people do it is because they know it. 
would give you a pretty good job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some people like just, but if you are like, say they do go first, that's a lot of smart people. You just unleashed upon the world that aren't stuck at a company. Yeah. Like I would love to know an analyst like that has that kind of mind and could see the world like that. I mean, here, I want to loop it back to the, the fate versus freedom and, and everything happens for yeah, a reason. Yeah, there you go. Like, if, is, if the analysts go, I want to go to an analyst and be like, yeah, it just wasn't the cards. Yeah. <laughs> like, everything happens for a reason. But it's like, <clears throat> what, do you just accept that defeat or do you? It's like, all right. You got to look at it as an opportunity. That, I, I just don't think it's fate. I think it's you choosing to keep going when shit hits the fan that, that's more so I than think, destiny. That's why I think for me, like this – this mindset of life, life just is like, like there's no point in getting ahead. Like how I used to think or something like that. It just is like, what do you want? What do you want to do? Because at the end of the day where fate comes in is we are all going to die. So in the interim, what do you want to do with the time you have and the choices you can make? Yeah. 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 Despite circumstances, despite AI taking a job, it's like, all right, that is, like, what I want to do next, because there's there's so much stuff out there now. There's so much stuff, which, like, I think my problem now is, and something I'm experiencing is like, I want to do it all, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, all right, I can't do it all right now. Like, right. I, I don't have that. Yeah, in the same way. So, the um, exact same way. Yeah, balancing time versus, all right, I need some money to do that kind of stuff so yeah um a big one i also want to cover this i'm sorry <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a big one who i'm scared is screwed because it is such a big um it has so many jobs in this position drivers i'm really worried about drivers that's yeah truck drivers you know like well i think that'd be good for truck drivers but dude, like, if Truck that's if you're, such a shit job, it's I'm a sorry. shit job. But if that's okay, if that's all you're trained to do, like, think of the skill sets you have, and that's all you can do. It pays well because it does suck, and you also need to get certain licenses for it. I I can't just go be a truck driver. I need to get my truck driver's license, and then to get paid higher, like more and yeah. more exclusive licenses for the crazier vehicles. But think of what else you can learn with the time that you're not driving the truck. Yeah, but I'm, dude, like, I'm saying you're not going to get paid if the truck could just drive itself. Oh, you're, yeah, you're talking, like, yeah. what, what do they do for money? Yeah. They'll, they're not even going to hire drivers. If the car, if the truck could drive itself, why would they bother? Well, hopefully they can go back to school or something like that. But I'm actually, one, one thing I'm wondering, though, is, dude, like, that's a lot. Oh. oh. All right. Hold, one second. Hold for phone. <laughs> Speaking Sorry, of everyone. time, <laughs> I can't cut that out. That's that's just gonna be in it. Oh really? Yeah, it's whatever. Um, but dude, like so many people make their living driving. I yep. think the I'm curious if the government's actually gonna step in on that one. Mm. It's almost like a miniature, like that's almost like an industry of its own in a way. I feel like yeah, not an industry, but I mean transportation and logistics. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they're, you know. Mate, you're gonna get to, you're the, you're gonna get to a point where the subway operators might not even need to operate the subway anymore. Bus drivers aren't gonna 
need to be a thing anymore. Like any city transportation, that sh- those jobs will be unnecessary. Truck drivers, which we covered, Uber drivers, lifts, like those. Yeah. The you know now they'll Uber will just have all their cars be robots. Yeah, I, I honestly I don't think it's a bad thing. In the short term, it is because the people who are truck drivers won't know what to do. Yeah. In the long term, it it allows people who are thinking about that path to potentially have a better and more healthy life instead of spending hours in a truck. It frees their um, mental capacity up for something else that they want to do and potentially be more innovative. So I, th- I think at the end of the day, what AI could end up doing is taking away monotonous, non non-creative work which i think like back to our point is where humans thrive and i i get that but so many jobs in, and, in and our term. and our economy are monotonous but dude like there's only there's so many people if we're just getting rid of those jobs where's the opportunity not everyone can have those type of creative jobs it's it's going to make this world even more com- competitive than it already is I feel like those monotonous jobs are almost necessary for our economy to thrive. It already sucks, like from a overall perspective of how many people are yeah. are not making a a living wage and stuff like that. But taking away the jobs that yeah are monotonous, but at least are supplying people with that on top of it. Yeah. Unless there's a plan of compensation for that in our economy. Universal basic income. There is, but that is, which um, I mean, honest. If it does go that far down the line, I, I feel like that honestly could be could go on the table. Oh, it, yeah. it's definitely been discussed. You look at, yeah. um, we're way off our topic, but <laughs> you look at like people like Hillary, Hillary Clinton, um, and like Gates has been discussing it. There's there's plenty of videos um, you can look at, and it is providing like people with a minimum basic in- income. The problem with that is everyone has everyone up to this point in life has worked to avoid that. To right. worked to be not normal or unique. Um and that like implementing a universal basic income, you would have to shift the entire world's mindset on progress and comparison. Because, yeah, I know the the common fear of that, especially for you know people who are in the top of certain industries, is okay. Where's the incentive to work? Where's the incentive yeah. to thrive? Yeah. If every if you're get enough money to live every day, yeah. and you don't have to necessarily do anything. Yeah. Unless you want to, you know, buy nicer things and things, stuff like that. Which I feel like a lot of people do. Like, isn't it? I feel like we're, you know, I want to do a survival of the fittest episode too. Yeah. But like, I feel like we're naturally competitive to a degree. I don't think everyone's as competitive as others. We yeah. at least have a survival instinct. Yeah, I've heard people in college say that we don't. I'm like, I, I don't. I, I, I don't know. Like <laughs> that's been proven. <laughs> I, I don't even know if I need to see a study that says otherwise. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Like there's no way we don't have a survival instinct. We are animals. Yeah. But I, 
I feel like even if there is a universal basic income, I feel like there will still be that. I feel like people will still be like, okay, well, I want, you know, my park to be a little bigger, or yeah. I want my house to be a little nicer. I want to be in this different area. And then to do that, they're like, okay, yeah, I have, I have the, you know, threshold of what I need, but I don't know. I just feel like we naturally want more. Yeah. As humans, we, and that's why I said you'd have to convince the entire world to change their perception of like life and materialism. Yeah. Because like, (laughs) and not to shit on Europeans for this, but like some of them don't work that much and they're just happy, like existing. Like, I mean, some of the people we even met, they're like, yeah, like, I don't know, work like three hours or like two days a week. Yeah. That's it. Which, and and in the back of your mind, you're like, yeah, well, how awesome would it be if we were all just like that? Which, which sounds great on paper, but also, then there's a whole thing, well, do we want to thrive as a race and elevate our knowledge and prepare for, you know, world dominating threats and stuff like that? There's the whole, like... It it takes away our choice and... What I think would happen, it would be, you kind of look at, like, Hunger Games. It's like, all right, everyone's at a level, and there's no way to get above that. Like, we'd, I don't know, we just start throwing people in an arena and be like, all right, this is entertainment now. <laughs> like, <laughs> just to come up with something you're saying? Yeah, because, I mean, you you would get people who are at the lower level, and if they have a universal basic income, they would never get above that level. And then you have people that are... Are they not allowed to work if you have a universal basic income? Well, I'm sure you can, but it, it's... It'd be hard. It's the... The reason there is a universal basic income is because there are not jobs for everybody. Yeah. Okay. So... Follow. It, you're, in order to climb the ladder, I feel like it would be harder. Like, if, like your choice of a different life would be more difficult to achieve. And I think that's like originally like why america was so um appealing to so many people it's like because you had the opportunity to create the life you wanted yeah like uh, yeah that, that it, was it, that was the whole thing it's like, yeah, yeah our, you can our logo our, our slogan is the land of opportunity yeah so, so yeah and i guess i guess that's why yeah i mean so uh all very interesting hypotheticals to see where we'll be in 50 years or something like that but yeah, I don't know. I, I love these talks. I'm so glad this episode went there. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think it's just like I'm interested in the feedback that we hear for this episode. Yeah, on what part? <laughs> I mean, all of it. This is kind of this is different from anything we've done before. Oh, we've never talked about like world issues or where we think things are going. Yeah. So I'm curious if our usual listener is intrigued or liked it versus other yeah. stuff that we've done. We started it at the Pay versus Free Will. You did a good job bringing it back in, I yeah. thought. I guess we'll hear from you guys if you thought we did a good job bringing that back in. Yeah, I think... Or if you even cared if we did or not by that <laughs> point. If our AI or Jack's rocket ship was so captivating that took you to a whole new world. Dude, a rocket would be badass. Rockets need to be cooler. Like, they're just white. Like, you know, add some color schemes to them. You know, yeah. like, make them badass. I'm surprised Elon doesn't, like, I'm surprised Elon Musk doesn't want his rockets to be more colorful. I mean, maybe painting something that big is just a high expense. I don't know. Yeah. 
certain type of pain or whatever. Um, yeah. But did you hear this? I know we're about to wrap, but <laughs> <laughs> when um, they were designing a SpaceX rocket, he made the tip of the rocket pointy because he saw the movie The Dictator. Yeah. Um, and in that movie, when they're like, I don't know if it's a rocket or a nuke. I haven't seen it in so long. But he's like, he's like, it must be pointy. Like, pointy is threatening. And Elon was like, he literally was like, yeah, we're going to make it pointy. And it was, um, he was always talking to Joe Rogan. And he was like, he's like, is it like at all? Does it, is it better for the rocket to have it be pointy on the end? He's like, ah, you could make an argument that it's worse. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, like from an efficiency standpoint. There's thoughts so like, ah, oh, you should, he should go all out make it, make it colorful and stuff. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we, we should wrap it. <laughs> put like a pickle design on it. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, that is so cool. That'd be funny. So you see a rocket ship go up and some um, <laughs> aliens are up there like, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> dude, or, um, yeah, I just feel like that's up his alley. Like, he sold 15,000 flamethrowers to the general public a few years ago. Wait, what? You didn't hear about this? No. <laughs> they sold, like, the day he released them. And, like, he, someone, like, he thought he's like, some advisor was like, yeah, I don't know if this is, like, smart. And he was just kind of like, I think it's awesome. <laughs> He's like, I think we should do this. Who's like, it, it wasn't that profitable of a thing. He just wanted to sell flamethrowers. Which, that's what I like about him. And, like, you know, he just, he does things just because, not necessarily because, because it's what should be done. To do them. Yeah. 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 And that's, I think, like, the principle those principles that like I have been trying to like live by or, or incorporate more is like life just is right now. So I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. I need to remember to be more goofy, <laughs> just funny. Cause I'm already a really goofy person. If you know, you're me. a jackass, <laughs> <laughs> but dude, like I just, just lately, just like the stress of moving and job searching. I've so not been like, this has been so nice. Cause I, yeah. <laughs> like, I really enjoyed this just to be like, you know, just have some lightheartedness because usually I'm just like, you know, yeah. in my in my computer just like doing grunt work. Yeah, it has been super fun. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, it is a job, and whatever you make from it, it's gonna go back into this system of the world and other businesses. It's like you're renting whatever you own at the end of the day. So yeah, so. To conclude, we're all fucked. Um, <laughs> I probably won't be able to build my rocket. And Jimmy's a little bitch who couldn't make the basketball team. <laughs> and, that's oh all, and that's all I got for you guys today. <laughs> yeah. This has been a fun one. It's definitely gone on several different lines that are super interesting. So we'll have to clip some up and... Um, promote it in very different ways yeah. it'll be <laughs> hard we can, we it'll can be reach. hard because you need like a lot of the actual humor and stuff so it's been callbacks to like what we talked about earlier it's, it's, yeah we'll figure it out that well <laughs> that's our own conversation of how to this make is our a, reels this is a journey and uh glad you guys are with us and see where ai goes in the next 50 years yeah especially for this one if you do want to reach out about how you liked this episode we're changing up the form a little bit we're doing more free flow that part i like maybe yeah. we strayed a little too much to the point where i wanted to rename the episode <laughs> and i probably will all right just know this the original episode was fate versus free will 
that was our plan for the title. I guarantee you that will not be the title by the time we release this. Um, and yeah, any any updates that we want to share? Nope. I think we have some new stuff coming out um, once you get settled down in Atlanta and um, kind of get studio stuff set up virtually. So um, be on the lookout for that. Keep uh, If you guys want to leave any feedback or likes comments like we always appreciate it as well and we we got to be better about posting people that have commented and, and liked so we do love still hearing that feedback and from anyone either through direct connection instagram yeah. um website whatever it is so and also we've never officially said this i've realized but our schedule is every other tuesday morning when episodes release yes where once i move down to atlanta and we get settled we might try to make that weekly Tuesdays, but that that'll be down the line. We're still planning by weekly Tuesday mornings, but that's when these episodes drop. That's when to always be ready for it. Yep. And yeah, I feel like most people have just caught on by the posts and stuff, but yeah. that is the schedule. Yep. Tuesday mornings, usually like six thirty in the morning, will be out, so you can listen Tuesday on the way to work or commute and whatever you usually listen. So yeah, thanks for listening as always, guys. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, this episode in particular, feel free to leave us a comment um, or any suggestions. As usual, we're always willing to take those. Uh, feel free to like the podcast, follow the podcast, wherever you're listening to it from. It helps us a ton. And we love you guys so much and really appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good one. Thanks. Bye.